Hey guys, welcome back to the 429 Podcast. I'm 9. I'm 4. I'm 2. And today we're back with another tech cast. So tech are you guys ready for it? Here we go. There's a lot of things that happened this week, and I'm not exactly Why is it only you find a lot of things that happen in the week? Because you guys don't know how to look. I look through everything. I looked at the crevices. I, I'm a journalist at heart. I look through everything. If I have to go out in the field with my mask on, I'll do it. Mm. Anyway, I will have to warn our audience right now. Unfortunately, despite all my looking, I could not find any more information on Herman Miller. Thank I tried God. my best. Oh, uh, but the search continues. Anyway, let's start off with a nice, easy story today to start off immediately. All right. First thing first, traffic management is getting AI treatment. So there's a new AI-based traffic management system that's been uh, in the works and testing in Phoenix and has been getting some pretty good uh, you know, res- uh, results so far, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, it's been it's a very limited test run they did so far. It's it done pretty well. It's managed. Uh, it has. They claim that it has improved uh, traffic by like forty or fifty percent, right? So decent. But you have to consider some variables, such as the fact that you know we're still in a pandemic, so it doesn't get the full, I would say, load that our normal traffic will be, yeah. right? Once everything goes back to normal. But it's a good test run, and you know it's gonna you know start coming out to this uh, cities and stuff like that. Um, what do you what do you guys think? I mean, traffic so and like the roads seem traffic. like a really good idea, a really good like kind of path for AI to be used, right? So long as mm-hmm. the so long as you can get the, the get the correct data, which I think you know if it's a government sponsored program or maybe even if you get someone like Google with Google Maps or ways to uh, kind of like sponsor it and give you the data you want, it might be a really cool kind of application for ai right because i mean artificial intelligence you know give it the proper data and you can pretty much have it figure out trends and patterns and whatever right so i mean if they wanted to be able to figure things out better and kind of be able to route traffic better like i think it actually could be a really really good application for it so that's kind of cool what do you think too so i guess you're using ai to really control traffic you know this is really up my alley Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like it's an interesting. It's interesting. So, is it gonna use to like control like stoplights and like? Yeah. Con- so the way this is they they pertain in the article was essentially instead of it being a time based system like we usually do our traffic, it, it basically takes measurements based on the traffic flow, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a heavy load or a uh, you know a light load on one side of the of the the freeway or whatever, it uh, basically optimizes that takes takes that information and basically uh, optimize. Like if you know there's less people in in this side of the city, then you know, you know shorter stops and stuff like that. It takes all these in account. It does calculations, stuff like that. So it's no longer a time-based system. Maybe it's 4 a.m. and you're driving down a road. You're the only car on the road, and there's a stoplight. Maybe it won't be red. Maybe who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll still be red for me somehow. <laughs> but like, but like, I guess what I'm trying to figure out here is that I guess we'll probably talk more about this offline. But like, it's interesting. But like, I like the concept. Mm-hmm. I want to see it be executed because we all know with like government systems, government infrastructure, and then you have like repair people who actually have to go out and fix this stuff after like storms. There's a big learning curve when it comes to like repairing this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how they actually execute it and develop it for it's actually like for me to actually before I could even comment further on it. Hundred percent. All right, let's let's move on to the next one. Uh, we got a lot of stories. Next one, I don't know if you guys heard about this because you guys haven't said anything, but uh, Gmail was down uh, for a while, mm-hmm. actually. So uh, this was, I believe, yesterday. 
at around 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Gmail was down globally, not just in one area, not in just uh, the Eastern Seaboard. Across the globe, it was down for about six hours, right? So by the time we woke up, right, in our time, everything was pretty much back to normal. But uh, from what I hear from the community, um, there are a lot of students were, you know, panicking. I got to send this email to my professor. Some, you know, some employees are like, oh, of course now. But it was it was pretty pretty chaotic for a lot of people uh, over the over the ocean. Uh, well, I have an easy explanation why I didn't know. I was sleeping. Like I'm old, so it's like I was sleeping. Was it because so you're sleeping I'm... or because you use Yahoo? Which one was it? Uh, well, Same I mean, thing. I have, a, I have a Gmail account, and that's where all of our <laughs> uh, te- that's where all of our podcast emails go, but. Again, I haven't been checking those either. So at the same time, it really didn't affect me. But that's interesting, actually, because you would think like something like Google maintains that kind of stuff. And even if it's down, six hours is a very long time for Google. I've never heard Google being down more than, yeah. say, 30 minutes, man. But like, it was, it was very It was pretty chaotic, yeah. You know, pretty you're chaotic. talking about like globally, right? So I mean, like, yeah. what, what pause? I'm curious, like, what could have went wrong? What broke that, you know, every single one of their of their data centers and every single one of their you know, cloud, uh, cloud, uh, centers or whatever was down, right? How, how does that happen at Google scale when they've got like servers and, and data centers everywhere in the world, man? Like that's crazy. You had, you had, you probably had that one dude who just removed that JavaScript package. And I'm telling you right now, like, <laughs> or that one dude that tripped over the, the wire of the server and everything he was went, like, Oop. whoops, I'm going <laughs> to plug it back in. Uh, What's going to happen? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, it's fire. It's all on fire. <laughs> when continuous integration and deployment goes wrong. Gmail edition. But yeah, I mean, like, no one said anything. It was actually pretty, you know, for such a global scale issue, um, pretty much no one really paid attention to it. It kind of got swept under the rug of the morning. Look, all I could tell you is that I don't want to be that engineer who was dealing with that fire because that's a big fire. (laughs) That's a 2 a.m. fire that you want to not be in. Anyway, (laughs) I hope you guys were infected by that, but it's time to move on to the next one. And this one, I think four, you're going to find real interesting. Again, it's TikTok news. And this time, there's a new player in the battle royale. A new foe has appeared. (laughs) Oracle. Oracle Oracle is in talks to acquire TikTok. So apparently, Oracle now wants to, you know, jump in the bag wagon of essentially purchasing TikTok from themselves. Why does Larry want TikTok? For those who don't know, Larry Ellison is the the co-founder and the executive... um, CEO of uh, Google, of uh, Oracle. Oracle. Uh, Oracle. <laughs> <Is that a laughs> promotion? Whoa! <laughs> now that's Sundar Pichai, who's still CEO of Google, who's doing an amazing job. Besides the last fire. Well, but, it, the community feedback for this is like Larry's gonna ruin it. What are they doing? Um, Oracle is just gonna dist- it's just gonna basically run it down. The, it doesn't the... make sense. Like they yeah, Oracle. Oracle's enterprise software. They do cloud. They do Java. They do stuff for businesses and stuff like that why why the hell are they getting tiktok they like, want that data this. man they want the data <laughs> listen now, well, you know what what? i think they're just gonna have such a hard time because all of these contenders that keep coming in right you had twitter last week now you got oracle but like realistically none of them can actually keep up with microsoft right microsoft has a market cap of like 1.6 trillion dollars i mean oracle i think has a market cap of like 160 trillion or something like that. I'm sorry, 160 billion or something like that. And then Twitter, even less than them. Like, I mean, you could put Oracle's money and Twitter's money together, and they still wouldn't even be able to compete with an offer that Microsoft could give. So they're just going to have a hard time. 
this is going to be interesting. I don't know who's going to really have the edge on this, but isn't TikTok getting banned soon? Like, uh, yeah, so this is kind of confusing because, you know, TikTok is literally running out of time to get purchased and bought. And uh, it just seems like more and more players are just come putting, putting their bids in and trying to, you know, acquire it. So it just makes it more difficult for everyone who actually, you know, like Microsoft or who was the other person in the in talks? I forgot. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and to get in it. So it just adds more time to the already extensive process of purchasing a company. So I don't know what's going on. Everyone's joking that it's going to be installed on 3 billion devices. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. This was really strange. Everyone's just saying, pretty much just treating Oracle as like the, the odd one of the bunch being like, Oracle, get out of here. You, you're just driving on the ground. You don't even know how, you don't even know how to Java works sometimes. So, interesting. All right, well, let's keep going. Next one, right? This is the one, too, you have mentioned that you wanted in this one. Thank uh, God it's here. Yes. <laughs> Internet Explorer. Unfortunately, you know, let's press F right now. Is it's dead. Yeah, pretty I'm much. Internet Explorer, Internet Explorer 11 and Legacy Edge will be dead by uh 20 by next year pretty much. Uh 2021. This time next year. Yeah, basically. So, um, you know, I'll, if you if you have your grandma who's still using it, you're going to have to break the news to her. I'm sorry. You know, this this is actually like really saddening to me. I've been a kind of um Really consistent Internet Explorer user, pretty much my entire. Life. I'm absolutely kidding. This won't affect me. At all. I was about to say, this like, no you out of all me. people. Thank, thank, thankfully, it's gone. Let's 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 for, let's, like, let's standardize our few... browsers already. Come on. No, let's be honest. Come on. Look, 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 we all of us don't use Internet Explorer anymore, right? No. It's, it, and, and and pretty much, and for me actually, at least in in work, is actually kind of a nuisance because a lot of the modern features for web dev and stuff like that are not supported. So we have to do like X additional work just to support this outdated yep. thing. So for yeah, me, as, it's as, a web developer, as a web developer, you're as probably web browser, ecstatic. I am so happy. You have no idea. But as just a user, I'm like, I, we use this uh, system sometimes, right? And mm -hmm. I'm happy as a user because now you can, you have excuses to build new systems, right? Like this 100%. is a perfect excuse that a person was looking for to be like, hey, let me go build this new system now, right? So Harsh I'm, I'm pretty interested and excited about that. But again, this is just can, when we define killing off, it doesn't mean that when you get Windows that like Internet Explorer is not going to be on there anymore. That's not what we're saying. Yeah, what we're I love saying people, by killing people, off. Yeah. yeah, what we're saying by killing off is that Microsoft, like it did with Windows 7, like it's done with Windows Millennium Edition and a bunch of other systems, it's just going to stop supporting it. So basically, you're just completely on your own. And so if anything happens, Microsoft is just no longer responsible or yeah. liable for it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people actually, I'm glad I really uh, brought that up because a lot of people, and from what I hear in the public reception to this, was like, oh man, like all the legacy apps are just going to die next year. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, that's not how it works. That's um, not how it works. No, that's no, not no, how it works. It, it, it doesn't get cleaned off the internet. Is this is this just consumer Internet Explorer or is this also stand this is, for the corporate and um, like kind of commercial? This is, this is, this is Internet Explorer, Explorer, Internet Explorer, like all teams pretty much that Microsoft or work with Internet Explorer in any capacity are, you know, done so. Yeah, and as far as I knew, I don't think there was a difference in web browser. I think there was just a standard web browser for everyone besides, like, web developers. Well, well yeah, correct. Like, so, you, so you're right. But, like, when it comes to things like, you know, Windows 7, for example, right? Windows 7, the consumer edition, I don't think that's necessarily all that much supported anymore by Microsoft. But it's not. the corporate it's editions, not. those are still getting updates and security features. And, like, you know, they're still kind of up and running. From what yeah, I hear, but, pretty much across the board, it's like yeah. So, yeah. It's, but it's different on this one because since this is just a software across yeah. like the whole board, 
Yep. So it's kind of like there's not really a distinction. If there was an Internet Explorer Enterprise and Internet Explorer Regular, I assume we would have seen the same thing. But because it's like just one standard app across everything, okay. I yeah, think they did that. But I'm 90% sure Microsoft gave all its like in enterprise clients be like, hey, just so you know, we plan on killing this in like a year or yeah. two, right? So like they probably had a heads up already in advance. 100%, 100%. You know. So I guess it's really just up to the engineering organizations in part of each of the firms to really just go and just upgrade their tech. And I think you're going to see that mm-hmm. over the next mm-hmm. three to five years, you'll see all major apps that rely on Internet Explorer, Internet Explorer-based objects be like completely phased out over the next couple of years. So it you should know, be interesting, especially now this is really big. If Microsoft plans on launching like uh, a new OS, right? Like if they do Windows 11, right? Yep. Yeah. Then, it's, then you're going to start seeing some very interesting things because in order to migrate to Windows 11, you can't have Internet Explorer support. So that's going to be a big thing forward when Microsoft decides to do the next OS upgrade. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, right, we joke about how it's kind of like outdated and stuff like that, but we, we should give props when it's due. You know, this was one of the first major, it was my first browser, actually. It was my first browser, yeah. yeah. So it's a piece of history we're losing yeah, right here. It, but it's, it's a piece, a piece of, of history. history. I mean, it's gotten me through many Google Chrome installations, I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but let you know, me tell you one thing here, though. This is 25 years. Like, the internet, think about the internet 25 years ago. This is 1995 you're talking about. That's when the first, like, GUIs were really, like, just starting to come out. You mean you didn't even born. in 1995? What? Come on. Bro, I didn't know. <laughs> I wasn't You mean you didn't tra- time travel to the future to get Chrome and then going back? I'm like, come on. Do you know how much RAM that would have killed <laughs> those computers? <laughs> you didn't time travel with your RAM? No, whatever, whatever. You clearly are uh, casual. Anyway, time for the next story, right? Mm-hmm. And this one, I think four, you're going to like also. Now... Yeah. It's been said, right? There's been a data outbreak. 235 million profiles have been breached. Oh, I gotta go check on social media. This again. goes against uh, across Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, right? So if you're any one of those, right, your profiles, information, and data has been breached and polished in the dark net, unfortunately, right now. In Did what, we just in talk what about this? In like, what yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that for. So, you know, this out off the headline, immediately you're thinking, oh, TikTok, oh, Instagram, oh, Google, how did you do, how did you let this happen? How could, this is actually not really their fault. See, it seems, uh, like, it seems like I'm being baited by reading that because it's like, you know, the odds of all of them being breached together. Exactly. Like, so let, me, let, me, let me Come Let on. me clarify. Let me clarify. I don't know if you guys ever heard of something called uh, Deep Social. Um. Deep Social was a essentially a corporation that uh, was parsing public information of like multiple profiles mm-hmm. across the internet, mm-hmm. right? They're basically uh, going through every every person's YouTube account, every person's Instagram account, and just taking every inf- every data that was publicly accessible, okay, right? Okay. So your your channel name, your if you have a name publicly available there, everything, and then basically dumping into a database, right? Got it. Um, back in twenty eighteen. Google, Facebook, uh, and I think Google filed a lawsuit against them, being like, "Hey, you can't do this, right? That's uh, that's that, that's not good, right?" Mm-hmm. And they pretty much shut them down. Uh, another company that's tied to them, um, essentially, who like kind of managed the, the outbreak of that, they said that the database that was basically parsing all those back then, that's what broke out. Is this just like the Cambridge Analytica thing again? Basically, it's how, like... kind of so. Uh, to, to start That's off, right? Like. This, this is this is not as 
I would say, I want to say in really light terms, damaging as that because at the end of the day, this is public information. Mm -hmm. So this is not like um, like your passwords got breached or this is not like your any any like any like heavy like sensitive information wasn't breached in this data breach, right? This was pretty much very public stuff. So at worst, your email, right? Yeah. Now, of course, that's not saying like, oh, okay, that's fine, you know, because of course you can still do a lot with someone's email and for uh, names and stuff like that. Anyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, it's not quickly as, you know, off the headlines, it might sound like, oh, man, this is huge. If you look deeper in it, it's not as big as you think. It's not like Cambridge Analytics level of big, right? Which is why I think a lot of people didn't really pay in mind to this when it came out. But nonetheless, it's something that people should be aware of because this is pretty much not good. Yeah, this yeah. honestly just sounds like a rogue API gone wild, right? Really, it just Pretty sounds much. like the API credentials of Deep Social were just used for malicious purposes across YouTube, TikTok, and 100%. Instagram. But it makes me it makes me realize one thing: I didn't know TikTok had APIs, so that's good to know. Uh, with all the data they have, well, so I mean, they don't like, even need APIs, right? Everything's accessible through URLs. You can just kind of like manually query yeah. things based on that as well. Yeah, so not as big, um, but still, if you're one of those people who have, uh, most likely on average, you will have at least one of these accounts. So, you know, I would say keep an eye on your emails, you know, change your password maybe just to be safe and just be alert about it. Also, I feel like this should be more publicly accessible. Anyway, time for the next one. And this one's a little bit more lighter, right? We're going back into some lighter news, right? Some Apple rumors. Oh. Okay, okay. Uh, for me, um, <laughs> pretty much... Actually, not even a rumor. This is actually announced. This is an announcement. Apple announced the uh, Apple Music Radio, right? So I don't know if you, any of you guys use Apple Music. I do. Right? So Apple Music Radio, I don't, if you were a longtime user of Apple Music, you remember Beats 1. I don't know if you remember that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Beats 1 was essentially uh, like this cool, like ra personalized radio uh, station yeah. where like it kind of like gave you like a lot of good recommendations a lot of people liked it and stuff like that and essentially they transform it and basically modify that to become this new apple radio apple music radio right? apple's just killing beats man yeah they yeah, yeah they're they're just slowly guttering open and just taking what's good and just putting the apple name slowly and surely a lot of people are actually a mix about this um from what i hear from the apple music community they like beats one like that was one of their i think strongest features they say about apple music uh, but they're really getting tired of the whole Apple naming. Like Apple, I think it's called Apple Music One. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, like it's it's starting to become like how many words can we fit to make it personalized? Like it's just becoming too lengthy. I wouldn't be surprised. Like Apple Music One for everyone plus me. Like it just yeah. So this doesn't really sound like a rumor. This just sounds more like uh, this is a confirmation. Branding. This is this is this is a this is not a rumor. Uh, I mi I misspoke earlier. This is a full on announcement. This is I'm announcing it. Um, mm -hmm. this is basically, basically adding radio to Apple music, right? With the whole, with one of the biggest radios being their, their old beats one station. Okay. So, Hey, they got a country music station now. Nice. So, you know, um, they're pretty much trying to catch up to Spotify. Uh, for some people, this is really cool for others. It's like, eh, going back this to my, big, I, yeah, but this is going to be a big dent in Spotify's, you know, algos and stuff. Right. Cause Spotify, like, if you guys didn't know, Spotify was also down at some point today. I'm sorry to spoil and maybe one of your tech cast stories, but... Oh, I actually didn't know this. <laughs> okay, well, Spotify was actually down at some point today, right? So this Wasn't is that bringing... last week? No, it came down today, too, this morning. 
Oh, wow. But, uh, going down, then. This is an interesting, it's an interesting tidbit here because this is really throwing a wrench in Spotify's thing, right? Because it's like, 100%. hey, you were, you, hey, while you were down, look at this. We just made a radio station that beat you, right? So it's kind of like, oh, shit, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, who you know, down today? Apple Music. They weren't down today. <laughs> that's true, that's true. You know, it's funny. As someone who claims to be a big Apple fan, this is one of the services I don't use. I still prefer Spotify over Apple Music. Wow. But any improvements, you know, that, that makes me look over and be like, maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one day you see, keep it up. I do like Spotify for their cross-platform capability because, you know, I use Windows. I use Linux. I, I, I do like how, how, like, kind of cross-platform Spotify is. But mm-hmm. for the most part... Ninety percent of the time, I'm listening to music on my phone. So, I for me, it's not even that. Or... I, I I listen to I, I download my music, right? For me, it's not even the class platform support of Spotify. I just like their algorithm way more than Apple Music. Like they they their algorithm, their recommendations always are pretty spot on for me when they recommend stuff. Oh, I see. So see, I never listen to the recommendations. I kind of find my own music. Give them a try. I kind of just use I kind of just use SoundCloud. I like the free services, but that's just me. <laughs> well, anyway, let's move on to our big story, right? Um, and you guys probably gonna see this coming if you guys you know know me very well. But the big story today is gonna be Epic versus Apple. Oh man! And Why I don't, am I not surprised? And you know the reason is because I made this the big story this week. It's because so much has unfolded this week alone compared to the first two weeks. That it's almost like it's it's just becoming like a snowball effect. Like it's getting bigger and bigger. And I wouldn't be surprised if next week is the other big story because this thing is unfolding quick. So let me let me give you this in parts, right? Uh, one, Apple is terminating Epic's developer account over Fortnite. So basically, wait, their account? Yes, the developer account. Oh wow! So they're pretty much like done like their apple is pretty much like you you broke the policy that's it we're we're deleting your account unless there's some sort of agreement or like a compromise between the two epic is losing their development account for the apple music for apple mm. store so uh your initial reactions right what, what are your initial reactions to that tell me real quick i mean as like if you did this as a small developer that would have been the first thing that would have happened right? yeah Hundred percent. But this isn't. But this is an interesting point because it's sort of like, wow, like you know, it's one of the top downloaded games on the iPhone. So I'm glad you mentioned kinda, that. So it's kind of like, well, damn. Like, what do you think? What do you think for? Well, I mean, I don't think that Apple will back down. Um, yes. I think they have a Aren't reason that? to. You know, like Fortnite. At the end of the day, like I said, it's not making or breaking Apple's success. But, I mean. If Fortnite's not available on the App Store, I'm sure you've got a certain set of people who, you know, want to play Fortnite on their phones or are really into it, and that might kind of influence their decision on what they're going to do next, right? Because I know Google might have taken it off the Play Store, but, you know, on an Android phone, you can still download external applications. So if, you know, you want to go to Epic's uh, website and download Fortnite that way, I'm pretty sure you're still able to do that on your Android phones, right? So, I mean, maybe people who are into gaming and into the mobile scene might see this as the opportunity to say, huh, you know, they're taking off Fortnite. They're not letting, you know, Microsoft's arcade come onto the, the, the iPhone. You know, as someone that's into mobile gaming, maybe you decide that the iPhone's no longer the platform you want to be buying, right? So I could see this maybe uh, kind of harming Apple's capability to, to kind of keep up with the mobile gaming market. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
But, I mean, maybe that's wishful thinking because, I mean, a lot of Apple's fan base is extremely loyal and doesn't care about mobile games. Like, personally, I don't really care about uh, about mobile games. And, you know, I like my iPhone for iMessage, and I probably would not give it up for anything else. So... So I'm really glad. It seems like from my from your reactions, you're pretty much you know like okay, you know Fortnite fans, they're gonna boo, they're gonna cry, but you know they have options, right? Mm-hmm. But immediately, uh, you guys fell to the trap of what the consequences of what this action actually is entitled to, because when I say Epic has terminated their Epic developer account, there's a lot more uh, consequences to what that being tied to. Okay. Another thing that the Epic does, and if you guys don't remember, is that they're the makers of the Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. Oh, so every game that licenses the Unreal Engine is also now going to be kicked off the Apple Store. Oh man! So that's the consequences this is coming out to be. So now immediately, Epic's move has not only tarnished their relationship with Apple, but has tarnished the reputation as an engine licensor to all these indie game companies or even big gaming companies that have used that made their you know their mobile games with their engine mm-hmm. so this is huge implications and you know because of that you know app uh epic has pretty much said they're going to fight this right they already filed a uh basically a, a, a court order to you know you know block this uh and like you said for apple is not gonna back down from this, right? And it, it makes sense, right? If Epic wins, everyone, every other developer is gonna want the same treatment, mm-hmm. right? That pretty much gonna destroy their 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 structure of the Apple Store overnight, yeah. right? Completely, right? So they're they're gonna fight tooth and nail to make sure Epic lose. At the same time, Epic is putting everything on the line to basically get this to win. So this is gonna not this is not gonna be a this is not one of those fights where like it just they just set it out of court, and then that's it. It's over. This is going to be uh, a a long, dirty fight. This is a battle. This is a battle. This you know, is a battle. I'm, I'm curious, like, what advice did Epic receive to make this happen, right? Like, mobile games, right? I'm pretty sure they had over a billion people playing Fortnite on their mobile phones, right? And oh. now all of those people might not have the opportunity to play Fortnite anymore. You know, get a new phone. The way I see it, it the way like, I see it, honestly... Epic mm-hmm. is losing a lot of money right here. I'm they're losing honest. a lot, yeah. Well, they're losing that's a lot. what I'm saying, because, like, what, what move, what, why would they have made that move unless they had some really, really sound legal advice that this lawsuit was going to go their way? Like, I, I guess know. they saw the, the Congress meeting a few weeks ago, and they were probably like, well, hold up, let's give them something to talk about, right? Let's be the first company to actually take a stand or take a yeah. step against Apple, right? Yep. Also, I want to clarify something. A lot of there's a lot of misconception about exactly what Epic did, right? Um, and I looked into it. Right, Epic didn't, um, you know, they didn't just add the update to the you know, the payment thing that started this whole thing, right? They basically Trojan horse the thing in. So what happened was that they, <laughs> like, if you don't know how the process is, for every app developer, you have to do a review. That Apple basically goes over, comes over the review, checks out, matches all their policies and stuff, nothing malicious and stuff. And then you get an approval for that release of that version, and it goes to the App Store, right? Oh, man. They did the review, and then after the review was done, they added that feature in and then pushed that to release. Oh, that's that's crazy. So they basically Trojan horse the thing in after the review. So this is something they basically, this could basically uh, indicate like pre-motives. Right, and not 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 even including the fact that they had a, like a whole PR 
uh, movement ready with like the whole, you know, the the video and stuff like that. So this is basically, one can argue this is basically like a pre-planned thing. It was premeditated. I I... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like the way I'm really seeing this and the way you're talking about it is really like, well, first, how to get past Apple's review? That's a big security flaw. Yeah. But second, it's sort of like. I see the intention behind it, but what would cause them to have that intention unless they wanted that extra 30 cents they would get from that uh, dollar, right? But, I mean, Fortnite, like, there's a billion of players, right? And just like with Apple fans, there are some loyal Fortnite fans. And, you know, we're seeing it right now. They're right now, if you look on eBay and stuff like that, people are selling their phones for thousands and thousands of dollars because it has Fortnite and pre-installed on it right now. $10,000? Yes. Yes. I and could have bought going. the Herman Miller share with that kind of if money. If you have Fortnite right now on your mobile phone, you'd be selling that thing right now for ten to $20,000 easily. You could have you you gotten the chair and the desk and all Logitech peripherals to go with it. Everything. And this is just giving me like Flappy Birds flashback. I don't know if you yeah. anyone remember oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But this is like, oh, coming back. And, and you know, like you like Floor said, there are, there are loyal fans out there. So, you know, and I've seen a lot of them like fight, stand behind Epic, even even though they don't know the like the full situation that's going on. So, like, you're, you're going to have, you're basically having, not only is this a, a fight between Epic and Apple, this is basically a fight between their loyal fans together, pitting each other to the death. Yeah. And, you know, you know, Epic Epic is not even done. So another story that's tied into this, right? Epic is talking to other people. So they're, they've been in talks with Spotify and Sonos and creating an anti-app store uh, co- correlation. Basically Ooh. an agreement or like a pact to be like, we're going to stand against Apple and their oh, anti-monopoly practice. But let me tell you something. No matter who they partner with, it's gonna bite them in the wallet. Apple, yes. has, Apple has way too much of a stronghold. Uh, do you see Spotify leaving the App Store? Hell no. no. Do you no. know how much money Spotify makes off the App Store? You know, it's funny. It's, it's funny you mention that because although they have been in talks with these companies, right? Not a single one of them has officially announced, you know, their involvement or approval of it yet. So, look, if you get a company to announce it, it's not gonna be one of the major players. I'm calling it right now. It's gonna, it's gonna bite them. It's just too hard. Like even Spotify, someone who's been an outcry of this system for a long time and has their own legal battles with Apple in the past, they know how much is gonna hurt them. They know what the consequences are. When it comes to Spotify, right now, mm-hmm. you don't have to pay for your Spotify account through the App Store, right? So like, you cannot. What do you mean? So if you want to do a payment for Spotify account, right? Mm-hmm. They purpose just like Netflix does. You cannot do any uh, payments through the App Store because they get that thirty percent, right? You see, so just like what Netflix does, they they you have to go to their site to yep. do any purchases. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's, okay. basically, that's basically that that's the way they were doing it. And you know, Epic just could have gone that route. Yeah. But why they, wouldn't Epic? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Why can't Epic just go that route? They went. They could have gone the route. I think it's more about like why do we have to go that route? Exactly. That's that's pretty much the whole movement. Like, why do I have to take this extra step to basically avoid giving you money when it should be the way it should be? You know, and there's some because well, you want because you want to earn money. I'm kind of confused here. And, like, and, the, and, the and, thought and, process. And basically, that's what it is. Well, you know, and like this is this is gonna go on for a while. This is gonna be a battle. You know, well, you think I, about I'm it, just... right? This 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 is a like a valid viewpoint, right? It's my app. I already pay you the licensing fees to put it on the app store. Why do I have to give you a, a fraction of my hard work also? Right? I've already paid you rent. Right? You're hosting it for me. I've paid you rent now. Why are you entitled as Apple to a percentage of my income now? 
Hundred percent, and you know, and, like, and you know, if you know, Epic isn't wrong for thinking like that. Yeah, and we could go all day. Like this, I, I honestly, with the way this is rolling out, this just got to be a topic episode for us. Um, yeah. but I don't want to do it now because this is still on ongoing, mm -hmm. right? This is going to be so much information, but this is definitely something I'm going to be keeping an eye off. And you know, to finish off this big story, right? Uh, Epic is uh is isn't getting is basically getting like fire from all cylinders from everywhere because they're also getting sued by a a company called Coral Castle Industry. Um, I, I don't know. You probably never heard of Coral Castle Industry. I never heard of this before them, but they're basically an amusement park in Florida, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason they're fueling uh, Epic is because um, Ep Ep in their you know their Fortnite game they released a new uh, location, right? Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much it has the same name, Coral Castle, and their aesthetic is pretty much identical to the amusement park. So and the amusement park looked at it and like, no, 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 you can't do that. That's likenesses Wait. or copyright infringement, and we're suing you now. Right. So now Apple's getting, Epic's getting sued well, like well, everywhere. Just, well, just think about this. I feel like that's kind of ridiculous, right? I'm pretty 100%. sure without even without every without ever even heard, like hearing about Coral Castle, I'm pretty certain that I can already picture in my mind what that place looks like. Yes, like, right. It's just the name alone kind of like implies what it is. It's like it's like it's like wet town. Look, the way I see, yeah, like I, my, I guess just my two cents on this. The way I see this lawsuit playing, playing out is Coral Castle is gonna lose because it's like the same thing with the dances that they were incorporating in Fortnite, right? Like yeah. you had the floss, you had the Carlton, you had this new one that was trending on TikTok. All three of those creators of those dances, quote unquote, sued, sued Epic. But guess what happened? They lost no. because there's no, there's nothing there for them to do anything on right 100 mm -hmm. so, uh, honestly i think either way i think coral castle still wins because they know about the controversies going on with epic they know epic's in the spotlight right now so even if they lose this they're this getting some publicity like, out of they're it. getting publicity 100 they're getting publicity out of this they even if they lose even if they pay let's say uh, millions of dollars they still got billions in uh what's it called uh public uh awareness might just write and, them a check and get them out of there like they might just yeah, say like, all right whatever, goodbye like i didn't even know about this comp this this amusement park and before this so now i'm like oh, i want to check this thing out i'm like like this is just free pr even if they had something else saying on leg on but you know what i, I purposefully I, won't look up the amusement park just because i think they're taking advantage of the situation I just find it funny that like Epic is just getting, it's just really amping up for a war, and there's another guy poking at the back of the back of the leg, and I'm like, no, I'm I'm suing you too. Uh, but you know, last to top it off, you know, that's a lot of stories for today. Like I said, there was a lot of stories this week, but I'm gonna finish it off with one little one. And you know, like I always do with my style, I like to end off the week with a a little funny story, right? Okay. Uh, okay. and this I would say. More maybe ironic, more but so there's a student, right? She wrote a brilliant story about a biased algorithm that grades students, right? Mm -hmm. Beautifully well done, highly praised by her by her teachers and colleagues, right? Uh, her paper, her that same paper, her grade got downgraded because of a biased algorithm. Wait, what? Yeah, her story about a biased algorithm grading students got downgraded because of a biased algorithm. <laughs> so Wow. Would you what look I, at that? The algorithm so, she was the algorithm yeah. that she was kind of like talking about in a negative manner. No 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 she wasn't even talking about like this particular algorithm. Like she was just talking, she was just about, talking about in about general a algorithm. a algorithm 
she was like talking about a, like dystopia kind of world, right? Yeah. Where in the future it was like there's going to be an algorithm that's biased oh, towards okay. students, and it's grading and it's going to grade students unfairly. And it just so happened that the UK was implementing this new algorithm to grade uh, students due to the pandemic and the situations and, and to lower and 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 it, and it downgraded her paper. So that's it was funny. super ironic. Super consequential, uh, super situational. It, it, she literally did not know about this algorithm before it happened. Uh, luckily, um, you know they re they recognized the error, they recognized the biases that the algorithm had. Yeah, I don't think she cared considering it was an award-winning paper. But yeah, turn it yeah, in, yeah, turn yeah. It in dot com better take some notes over here. Please. I was I, I just found it really hilarious when I read this. It was just just perfect icing. Like she should add this to her story, like like as like yeah. a, a footnote. But anyway, guys, anyway, guys, this was TechCast, right? Thank you guys for tuning in again this week. Yep. It's Thanks been it's been a lot of fun talking about the news with you guys. Mm -hmm. Let us know if we missed anything or let us know if you want to hear it. We are always welcome to feedback and other streams. Uh, we're dropping another episode this Sunday, and so feel free to tune into that as well. Also, if you see anyway, any cool guys, news over the week, go ahead and forward it to us on our socials. Maybe it's something we can talk about. We'll give you a shout-out on TechCast, right? So, like, credit to you guys. But uh, that's so. This has been TechCast. We're the 429 Podcast. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Take care, guys.